When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Uh, good morning. Welcome along to the Walmart. We're back for 2024. Matt Warren and Cam Mooney with you. Plenty coming up on this morning's show. Chris Anstey's going to join us, uh, chat some NBA. And of course, the NBL is heading out with a throwdown tonight. The uh, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix taking on Melbourne United. Moons, welcome back, mate. How are you? Good morning, Waller. Good morning, everybody. Yes, good, buddy. I'm great. Good Gra- to be back. Great to have you back. You've actually been doing some stuff over the summer yes, on SEN. Yes, I have. I heard some of your work with Josh Self Jenkins and the great and Josh Jenkins. Um, so, yeah, how'd you go? It was good fun. It's always good fun when you do a bit of drive. Yeah. It's always nice to get a little bit of feedback, too, on the uh, on the temper text. Oh, absolutely. Particularly when you talk about someone's team and they don't agree with what you're saying. Very, very they passionate. They get a little bit personal. They get Waller. passionate and but personal. But that's okay. It's all in fun. Well, how did you go with the content? Because often at that time of the year, I know there's sport and we'll mm. get to some of the well, stuff we had a lot of soon, We had a lot of cricket. You do scrape the barrel sometimes. Not well, you personally, but no, everybody. Well, we did. We had, we had cricket. We had, we had tennis. We had the NFL. So we, and both of us, we loved Love American sport. Uh, I went bowling with the kids. So that brought that up a little bit. And it's amazing how <laughs> wow. many people, because yes. I said, I actually broke, I think I broke 150. For me, that was really good, 10 yeah, right. bowling. Like, what, what's your score? Um, I Off your head. 200. Oh, yeah, not. I that am. is a blatant lie. Once I got two turkeys. That is a blatant lie. Which is three in a row. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, you 200. Uh, not average, but I've hit no, 200. No, you've hit 200. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ed? Wow. 150, Ed's yeah. A, our producer, there's no way, Ed. He's That's not, not bad. 150. That's not, not bad. Now, that is not bad. What You had the bumpers on, obviously. No, no, no bumpers. Actually, so I took my two daughters. They yeah. had the bumpers on. Right. But I didn't use the bumpers myself. I didn't have to. I'm straight down the actually, middle. Actually, I'm straight down the middle. If you go bowler. for the bumper halfway down, actually aim for it, it comes off and spins mm. back the other way, and you actually can... I reckon one day I'll be able to get So it's amazing how many people were ringing in. And yeah, we had a couple. We had a guy who had, had a couple of 300s. Couple of three hundred. Yeah, a couple of three hundred. That is a good effort. Hey, um, you've been very busy apart from mm. the SEN stuff, and we'll get to the giant stuff in a moment. That was a bit of a talking point. Yes, uh, you're doing some work much. there. But the Australian Open has been on. Very soon in the new segment, we'll rename segment mm-hmm. segment. It's uh, Moons' big hairy list. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. I'm going to talk about the Australian Open and yes. ranking how it went. But you went to the Australian Open, like a lot of people did. Yes. But how did how did you get there? Well. What do you mean? Well, what public transport? When you say public transport, like you, what you're trained or tram or well, what? You're, it's on the Yarra, so you might as well went went in Rome, jump on the boat. Went in Venice. Yeah. You were <laughs> <laughs> went in Melbourne. You were cruising down. We the, did, and you know what? We was stayed that a private up, vessel. No, it was not a private vessel. We stayed up at Crown for a couple of nights with the kids, and we thought well, we'll go and do 
the tennis because it was our last little hurrah before obviously school went back. Yep. Um, and you know what? It was the first time I'd actually caught the boat down from, uh, I think it was out South Bank there and yep. all the way down. It only takes 15 minutes. Beautiful. And didn't, we didn't get milk thrown on us, I can tell you that. Well, this is the point. <laughs> You're lucky not to get milk thrown on That was amazing. What I Mate, mean, I would I would flog that kid. What he <laughs> needs to be flogged. I'm the, sorry. We were talking, Eddie and I, our what producer, we were prick. talking about it before the show. It's like when it happened, or when it like forget about who, what, and when and filmed and stuff. If you're cruising down the Yarra in that situation or any situation mm. like that, once the milk hits, and obviously it takes a few you seconds to realise what has actually happened, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing. You can't you know jump what, those out girls, chase them. I felt for oh, them. That was, that was one of the worst, most disgusting things I have seen. Such a simple thing, but such a like shock to it's the system. Horrendous. How do you, <laughs> how do you, you can just see the look. And the girls had a beautiful platter. You know, it was a beautiful day. They're cruising down. They're probably catching up for the first time. Who knows how long? And they happened to be great filming girls' the same, day. Well, not filming. They they filmed obviously the yeah. aftermath. But yeah, that's a shocker. That's one of the worst I've seen. And there's just nothing you can do. Those little uh, nah. little turds. So little, uh, that, I think I'll make my beginning expelled. So um, well, I hope from he gets school. more than that. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you have been at the Giants. Yeah, I have. What are you doing? Apart from making the most of all the apparel that you get, what have you actually Jeez, been I've doing? I've stolen everything from them too at the moment. Well, Eddie so, reckons that you were wearing a New York hat last year, the Yankees hat, yeah. every week. Yeah. So Eddie's really tipped in you since Didn't you've he? been away. He's Didn't been he? preparing very nicely. <laughs> and he reckons now, since you've got your new pay packet from the Giants, that you've gone and got a couple of new hats and you're wearing the new apparel. Oh, I do have a couple of new hats, but there's a sale <laughs> on in town. Um, no, what we're doing, so they called me... It was actually a couple of years ago I spoke with Jimmy Bartell about going up there and doing some stuff. Yeah. Nothing eventuated. And then uh, late last year, uh, they gave me a call and said, look, are you interested in doing something? It'd only be very, very, very part-time. I go up there maybe once a fortnight during the preseason. It might be once a month during the season. Yep. It's just to work with the with the forwards, mostly the young forwards, key forwards, just to do some contested marking stuff. So, been up there twice. Had an absolute ball. Loved the place. Loved the group. Uh, the coaches are great. The club's fantastic. So, the three thirty start in the morning to fly up there is not ideal. Yeah, but it is a bit of a stretch. It's okay. Yeah. It's only once every couple of weeks. And enjoying it. Enjoying it very much. So, loving Looks it. Good. And uh, how are they looking? They're looking really good, actually. Well, they... I'm extremely impressed with. Uh, when, when they do their meetings, and I've been in a lot of meetings, and most of the time you just sit there and listen to the coach, you half fall asleep and you walk out. These guys are so invested, so into it, and they, the way that they communicate with each other and they know what's going on, extremely impressed with what's going on. Giants play the Cats. Say, I don't even know the draw. Say it's a GMHBA stadium this year. You're going along. Clearly you would be. Well, well Where I, do might, you, I, might, I won't be because I mightn't be working there. What do you, how well, do you, well, I might be. I might be working somewhere else that weekend for Fox. No, no, no. But well, say you're there, or say you're watching it. Who? Where well, I won't be there because I'll be working somewhere else. But I know where you're trying to go. I'm with just your saying, wall. I know you, what you're trying I'm to do. Just saying. Who do you? Who are you barracking for? I can have a scarf on. I can have two scarves. One of those little the Premier League <laughs> half scarves. You'll be you'll be the only bloke at Canadian Park with a Geelong and Giants. It's scarf. like asking. Mr. and Mrs. Selwood, who were they going for when Geelong was playing West Coast? You know, well, I don't believe that because I think <laughs> I think I have a favourite child, so I don't know how how people don't. I reckon which one? Hugo, he's the oldest. He can kick the footy. <laughs> um, no, there you go. Plenty's been happening uh, over the last uh, few months of sport. We'll get to all of that in your list more so. But the NFL Super Bowl Love in it. two weeks. This is the time of year 
that I go and buy a T-shirt of one of the teams playing. So your team, the Jets, didn't make it, no, unfortunately. I'm, I'm, I'm the LA Rams. So are you a Rams now? You've well, jumped already. No, but mem- remember when Ben Graham tried to get me on the Giants for one week, then they... Um, Rogers went down. So Jets, like, Jets. The Jets, right, sorry. Jerry, okay, the Jets, you. there you go. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I, I'm not getting involved So you've there. gone the Rams. Yeah. Why? Um, well, one, because I just think if I were going over to watch, I think to go to LA might be good okay, to go and watch yeah, them. That enough. was the thing. The stadium's amazing. Yes. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm country, so the Rams, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, part of it. So, no, so like it. That's a good, there's a that's lot good. of stupid reasons, but that's pretty much where I'm at. But the Super Bowl in two weeks' time. So are you right into it this week? I am into it. Um, I guess I like the build-up. I've been once before for the build-up when yes. I was in Houston, you know, five years ago now for that Super Bowl. So give me a, give me an explanation of the build-up for an AFL AFL Grand Final, which you've been to plenty of, mm-hmm. and an NFL one. Well, there's a couple of huge differences. One, obviously, that the city's picked out years in advance mm-hmm. or a few years in advance, particularly Vegas having their first ever, which is going to be massive. It's going to be Seriously. huge. It's going to be a lot of trouble. It'll be heaps of trouble. Um, but because there's a two-week build-up and because it's in a city that isn't – well, Las Vegas has a team and they all have a team, but because there's two teams coming from out of, out of that city normally – is that the whole town is and all the marketing and the billboards is all of these two teams yeah. are here. These two teams are playing. So the city actually is just covered 50-50 with all that yep. sort of stuff. The build-up is amazing. So Radio Row in the media centre, there'd be 150 radio stations from around the world, probably 130 American mm-hmm. ones, and then the rest from international TV, uh, breakfast shows doing their yep, shows yep. there, uh, all in the one place. The celebs roll through, do interviews one day. There's um, other players come through on another day, so you can grab them whenever you want and do all that sort of stuff. And so it's just massive, the build-up over the two mm. weeks. And then they do press around the Super Bowl show coming up. I remember going to the press conference of Lady Gaga doing a press conference. And we're in there, uh, I went Campbell Brown, we're in there listening to the press conference and, oh, what song did are you, you going to sing a first and stuff? Did Brownie asked the question. Something <laughs> stupid, I can't even remember did. what he is. I actually got it on film. <laughs> I can't remember what he asked, but it was something stupid. Uh, I think he was trying to work out the, f- the first song because a lot of people bet on what the first song yes. is going to be. So I think he might have been trying to get a bit of a heads up there on the first song for Lady Gaga. But it's massive. Like, the build-up's huge. And obviously the game and then halftime is huge as well. But, like, the build-up is, is amazing. Well, I'm super excited because a couple of months ago I put a little bit of moolah on 49ers. Yes. To make it, or to win it, sorry. So I'm happy with that. But obviously with the Chiefs in, the one thing I've learned, you do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. You just don't. I silly. So now I've had to go the other way and oh, just to make laid sure. Off a little bit. I thought myself. you were going to say you can't back against Taylor. Now she's going to struggle to get there. No, she won't. She's from what is it, Tokyo? Yes. The night before. Yeah. Private jet straight in. I think it's two nights before actually. So she's got plenty of time. Potentially she'll fly over Saturday night um, and then be in Sunday morning. Pretty the sure she's got her own private jet. So I think I she'll, she'll be, be okay. fine. But then she's going to then come to Melbourne straight after. I that. genuinely love. The Tay-Tay-Travis-Kelsey relationship. Do you? I love it. I'm all over it. She looks in, She's invested. She's all in. Well, yeah. Oh, well, I love I, it. No, well, she's I love, all in. I love Taylor Swift. I'll, I'll say that. I don't know how committed she is to the uh, All in. I tell you what, the NFL are loving it. They're, and the Chiefs, they are making so much money. Apparently, so much. they've turned over an extra 300 million. Yep. Unbelievable <laughs> cash. Uh, we're going to get <laughs> to great. the summer of sport in just a moment. Just before we do, though... Um, Footy, intra-club matches. Kingy's been out doing his little take mm-hmm. on all the Melbourne clubs. You spoke a few weeks ago saying Collingwood looked great. Well, I had, had an insider. Well, well, I had an insider saying, yes, we they look fantastic. 
and I believe my insider more than anybody else. Right, eh? So you think they're a shoe in to go back to back? No, nah, not a shoe in, but I just think uh, it, the biggest thing is coming off a premiership is yeah your pre your next preseason. Are you going to be a dynasty? And the next preseason will tell you that if if you're going to be or not going to be. So, um, you know, you have a look at teams who only who won one one premiership. Uh, they don't win anything else. So I don't mean this in a, in a bad way because the premiership's amazing. It's like one hit wonder. Yep. You know, you get your premiership and bang, you're done. The great teams are the ones, you know, Brisbane, you know, Geelong, Hawthorne, Richmond, the ones that back up the year after, back up the year after. Yep. They're the great teams. And I, I think Collingwood are one of those, are a chance to be a great team. But they weren't, and I'm a Collingwood fan, mm. they're not a team that puts teams away. Mm. They've won a lot of close games. They've won all their finals by under 10 points or under eight. But that just tells points. me that just tells me they are a great team. Mentally, yep. they are stronger than probably every other team in yep. the competition to be able to keep doing that over and over and over. And what you do is the confidence that you get from winning a premiership, the year after or the preseason after, your confidence goes through the roof on the training track and your game plan becomes even better. Like you just you grow it and you grow it and you grow it and yeah, I've got no doubt that they will be in the very mix. very hard to beat. Yep. All right, plenty to come on this morning's show. As I mentioned off the top, Chris Anstey's going to join us to talk some NBA and the NBL finals are just around the corner. And of course, our marketplace, what we're buying and selling this weekend. Uh, I'm looking actually at the David Beckham. New ad. I'm going to sell that, I reckon. Uh, but up next, it's a new segment on the warm-up. It's Moons' Big Hairy List. It's all thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. You're listening to The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. The warm-up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Uh, It's great to be back uh, for 2024 on the warm-up. All thanks to Bet365. Warlow and Moons with you this morning. And late last year, Moons, we actually went... Like, we've always gone into Victoria. I mean, you can listen on the app and find us everywhere. We're actually on radio in South Australia. Mount Gambia have picked up the show. Oh, hello like, to our Mount Gambia friends. Thanks for jumping on board, Mount Gambia. So, um, Apologise. We'll, that's uh, where Eddie, our producer, yeah. is from. His mum's listening in this morning. We'll apologise now. He's not we'll apologise in advance. Uh, we'll get better. Yeah, we will improve. And this is the first one back from pre-season. So uh, hopefully that won't be too much off-putting. Well, Eddie, just speaking about Eddie, who's from Mount Gambia, produced yes. the show last year, yes. done a, a great, great job. job. He's just picked email... We've we've catapulted him into the stratosphere. He's just picked up a job for the AFL record. Can you believe it? Yeah, let me tell you, it's a big big responsibility because people read your article about their team. He's doing. And I'm f- telling you right now, if they don't agree, Ed, just I'll get ready for, for it. Get ready for it. You're gonna have to get off Twitter, <laughs> Eddie. I think. <laughs> All right, he's gonna he's gonna be doing some match reviews yeah, right this on, year. Yeah, so great looking work, forward buddy. to seeing Eddie's fine work in the AFL record this year. Hey, uh, Chris Anstey's going to join us very soon. Looking forward to that chat. Uh, NBA and NBL superstar, and uh, with the NBL almost finals time, we'll get to our marketplace too. But um, well, we did a segment last year. We've just renamed it a little bit. Here we go. Moons's big hairy list. Now, in coming weeks, we're going to try and find the Rex Hunt 
audio of him calling you the big hairy cat. We couldn't find it. So it was very funny when Rex told me about it. Um, it was it was him and uh, Robert Walls. Right. And they both blame each other for giving me the nickname because none of them wanted to. Oh. And I said, no, I actually enjoyed it, boys. Yeah. Gave me a bit of airtime. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good luck to Rex, who's uh, going through a bit at the moment. But uh, love Rex. Mm-hmm. I started doing Superstar some AFL Rexy. boundary and I was lucky enough to work with Rex. It was an absolute dream of mine. So, Rex, good luck to you, mate. Right, let's get into this week's Moons' big hairy list. And what we wanted to do, Moons, is actually have a look at the summer of sport mm-hmm. and ranking them to see how they all went. Because we had a lot on, but I'm not sure it was all amazing. Uh, what do no. you think? Well... Well, okay, well, let's start at. Uh, we'll start with tennis, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Let's start with now. I've given this a ranking of seven. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Now, because I went there, and what happens around the, the tennis, I thought was like a six. Okay. So, so the tennis itself was about a one. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so add them, yeah, no, okay. I'm adding so, them all up yeah. together. So yeah. the actual the whole package I thought was a seven. So when when you go there, it is it's a fantastic day. You sit around, if you can go to tennis and all that kind of stuff. The actual tennis itself, we've lost a lot of big names. We I mean, Joker was Joker was yep. great, but he was we didn't love him much he, anyway. He, he almost wanted to. He almost went back to the villain. Yeah. Well, he did. He had a crack at the crowd. He did. At he one was stage. having a crack at everybody. He did that uh, that charity thing just before um, uh, the Australian Open started, and he had everyone in stitches. He was yep. laughing. He was great. And then someone told him to get vaccinated. And then and he bang, then he just <laughs> then he just went angry and just started cracking at everybody. And and he had the flu and whatever else, and he just never quite got going. Um, so yeah, the tennis itself, we've just lost the big names. We've lost Ash Barty. Loved watching her go and, through. And the we tournament. lost Ash. We've lost Nick. Nick Kyrgios. Now he was actually on Eurosports, wasn't yeah, he? Well, I don't want to hear Nick on you. I actually want to see Nick on the court. I don't know if he'll come back, but here's some of his fine work uh, for Eurosports on TV commentary. Rublev looks like he's about to lose it in any moment. Yeah. And I know exactly what that feels like. <laughs> and Nick Kyrgios rates himself. They were trying to get the record of uh, plays in the fifth set. This is what uh, Nick Kyrgios had to say. All I needed was a can of Coca-Cola, maybe a Mars bar, and I was sorted. The he way he dominate. went. Yeah, so I tell you what, did a good job. I tell you what, and this isn't me uh, doing the gender thing. But what I will say is come the final, the final, only the final, it has to be a best of five sets for the girls as well. Oh, Basil Zemplis has joined yeah, us. Yeah, I know. No, no. It's not about that. Thanks, Baz. It does. Because if I'm paying anywhere between two fifty and $1,000 a ticket, and this game goes for just over an hour, yeah, I'm not happy. Yep. I'm not talking about just the final. I don't care about what they get paid. I don't care about anything. I want to see the length of a final goal a little bit longer than an hour. Would you strip the men's back and have the final the same? Le- so, sorry. They're, have- they're on different days, so you're not, over, you're not overlapping in games. No, 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 no one's no. starting late. Play the girls five sets. Why can't you? What I'm saying is, should the men's be only five cents of the final? Is that what you're saying as well? No. No, okay. So I'm just talking five, just the just final. Just final. the okay. final. Because, okay. like I said, I know a lot of people who went to the final on Saturday. And they spend a little bit of coin. And this is BT's uh, response to Australian Open this year. Something about the Australian Open this year, boring, comes to mind. Why is that? Boring, boring, boring. Um, why? Because it's boring. <laughs> well, I actually agree with him. I found it boring. I, I don't think BT is very big on other sports. No. Big Bash, I'm giving an eight. And lucky not that to give a nine. Wow. It has, it has made one of the great comebacks because it was dead. It was buried. It was, it was done. There was too many games. They've scaled the games back. There were 
Big games, big scores, big hits. I thought it was an absolute tick for the BBL. Okay, NBL. Uh, we're about to talk with um, Chris Anstey soon, and uh, the finals are coming up. I'm giving it an eight as well. Eight. Eight. And I'm telling you now, uh, I'm going to ask him the question, but I think this is by far the best we've ever seen the NBL in a long, long time. I followed it back through the early 90s. The great Gazy, yes. the great man. Love that was when it was hot. And then it went through a period where you talk about Melbourne teams. I reckon Melbourne's had... 15 teams. It feels like it. Like it really has. It's all been all over the place. So now we're finally game down to United and now we've got Southeast as well. So down to two now. So that's fantastic. But as a product, imports, you name it, it is the best I've seen it in a long, long time. There you go. So eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. So that's leading thus far. Those two are leading. as well was also eight. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll leave Test Cricket to last. Oh, okay. A-League? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a four. Oh. And I think that might be high. I think it is. Um... And I, I, I couldn't tell you what's happening. And I, and I, I used to love the A League. Like I was so big on it when I was back playing at Geelong. Myself, Joel Corey, Stephen King. We used to have a handful of us go to victory games three, four, five times a year. We loved it. Now it's just, it just feels like it's just fallen off the earth a little bit. It's off Broadway. That is, it for is sure. off Broadway. I big know time. that ten have got some of it, but Paramount Plus. Mm. Uh, who also have the FA Cup. So there's a reason to sort of get it, I guess, for that. But realistically, you've got Optus Sport now for the Premier League. Um, well, bringing out big names, Del Piero, Cahill came back. We just had big names coming out and playing, and now we just don't. Well, what's going to happen now is Saudi Arabia's got all this money, and yeah. we're not going to get those exactly. guys retiring here anymore, unfortunately. No. So the A-League has been... Boring. Four, yes. out, of Four out of ten. Right, let's finish with Test Cricket. Okay, Test Cricket. I'm going to give a six for Test Cricket. Okay. You don't seem happy about that? No, I think that's probably fair. Well, there hasn't been any five-day tests That's out of the five tests Yep, because it was boring. And Thank Adelaide you. got really wrong. Yes, they got absolutely stitched. But what I will say is the way it finished, yes, we lost, but that was one of the most exciting finishes in the tests that we've seen, particularly on home soil, in a long time. Yep. But so overall, that probably got it to the six. Well, I, probably, thought- I probably would have been a four-five. I love the way it finished. That was exciting. There you go. So, Test Cricket 6, A-League Boring. 4, NBL 8, eight BBL 8, eight. Australian Open 7. 7. Boring. Yes. All right. That was so, more of the uh, the party atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, more about the entertainment than the actual uh, tennis. Hey, uh, that is Moons's big hairy list. Have your say. We'll get that video up on, on our TikTok as well during the week. So go and check that out. This is the warm up this morning. Hope you enjoyed the show. Chris Anstey to join us next. You're listening to the warm up with Warlow and Moons for Bet Three Six Five. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet Three Six Five. Chances are you're about to lose. The warm-up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Yeah, welcome back to the warm-up. Still plenty to come this morning. Our marketplace not too far away. It's a big weekend in the NBL, Moons, because finals is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. I was going to say our team, but I, I well, it is your team. You're Melbourne United. I, I saw am a United you. man. We're going to get to a very special guest in the, just uh, a second. I was one of the uh, celebrities. You've been one crowd. of the celebs on <laughs> the side of the court there. Um, impressive stuff. They there were no, scraping. There's no one else there. Like Kane Corns' uh, footy topics uh, this, <laughs> this summer, they were scraping the barrel, that yes. is for sure. One man who wasn't a uh, former NBA star and, of course, uh, a Tigers champion as well is Chris Anstey, and he joins us on the line. Good morning to you, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, boys. It's my pleasure. Now, have you been swept in to become a uh, 
sideline celebrity in the NBL this season? <laughs> no. I tell you, you got you got the Reebok seats, did you, Moon? I, I can't get I can't get in the Well, I just made a few phone calls, Chris. Yeah, and it's it amazing be, what happens. You, if must, you know must, people, must you get in places. <laughs> yeah, he was walking past, and they they were ushered in. Yeah, beautiful. They work, said, "Mate, we've got some spare seats here. Do you want them?" <laughs> can't give them away. <laughs> <laughs> no, our, our group are just uh, men of the people, mate. We mm. just like mingling with the crowd. Hey, hey, Chris, just quickly, just uh, as Wallo said, then you know you're a Tigers champion, two time. Uh, champion there. I think you're three-time all up. How many teams have you played for in the NBL? Can you name them for me? Uh, yeah, well, I, I started with the Tigers and then ended with the Tigers. Mm. Um, had the South East Melbourne Magic and the Victoria Titans when they were in existence. So just the three, but, uh, but two stints with the Tigers. But uh, it's interesting that the older I get, and you know, we actually had Dirk Nowitzki in town uh, last year, mm. and we, we spoke a lot about loyalty. And then, you know, then he started going, you know, he played 21 years for the same club. Mm. And then I said, you know, I've had my, my three NBL teams. I had two in Russia. I had one in Spain. I had two in America. I thought, geez, I'm disloyal. <laughs> <laughs> I've just bounced around team to team. But that uh, no, was a fun journey. But, uh, but it's always interesting mm. when you get a, a throwdown on like tonight. You now the Phoenix are playing... United, and I've, I've sort of got attachments to both. So I played for the South East Melbourne Magic. Uh, then, of course, was a part of the Melbourne Tigers and was actually the head coach when they became United. So I've got a, an attachment to both, mm. but probably no dog in the fire. I can just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be a good game tonight. We'll get into it in just a moment. But on, on that, we see now in the NBA, it's it's pretty normal to be playing for multiple teams. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Dirk Nowitzki there playing 21 years at, uh, for one team. How do you see it now? I mean, it's pretty, you know, players are moving around. Um, they're sort of getting these star-studded lineups. It's it's definitely changed in the last probably five or six years. Yeah, it has. And, and the trades have always happened and they've always been common. And I watch with interest as the AFL toys with the idea of the mid-season trade. But I think one thing that NBA fans do, especially if you're not local to that city, is they tend to have their favourite players, not teams. So if, if you're a, if you're a LeBron James fan, you're now a Los Angeles fan, but you were a Cavs fan and you were a Miami Heat fan. Yeah. Uh, you don't nece- you don't necessarily have a team, and I think we're seeing more and more of that. And you know, even as I again, when I start watching NBL games here in Australia, I'm actually watching the players mm. and don't really mind about the result too much in most cases. So. It's not a bad way to be. Having said that, the AFL, I'm a, I grew up in Footscray, so I'm a Western Bulldogs fan, and you know, no one else will get that away from me. But uh, I think it's just part and parcel of professional sport where the league actually owns the contracts, not the club, and they become an asset that are tradable at any time up until well, next, well, next week, actually, February 15th. Well, Chris, as you said, you've, you've been around a long time in the NBL. Is this the best you've seen it as far as the way it's organised? Uh, have we got the teams right? Uh, uh, you know, 10 teams, is that enough? Is that too many? Is it not enough? Um, what are your thoughts on that? It's the best I've seen it organised. Mm. Um, there are certainly more eyes on it globally than there ever have been. And the opportunity and the exposure for the players in the league is better than it's ever been. Um, you know, the, the NBL has publicly, for a number of years now, self-appointed itself as you know the second best league in the world mm-hmm. you know being around the place it's definitely not <laughs> it, 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 are you saying your time in Russia was more better organized 
Well, not better organised, but better something, quality. Something was organised. Better, better, you know, it's the second most appealing. Yeah. So Australia is a fantastic yeah. place to live. The, the pay has increased to a situation where we can get very good imports, but until we're paying two, three, four million US dollars net for mm. the imports we bring in, which we never will, we, we just can't bring the quality of import to Australia that, that China can that some of the big European clubs can. And for that reason, the top team in other leagues will always be extraordinarily strong. Um, the, the type of import we target, uh, you know, is one that's not quite NBA. There's a, there's something in their game that doesn't allow them to be an NBA player, but there's someone who wants to come and experience Australian lifestyle and isn't necessarily 100% hoops. They, they, they want to come and live here in the summer, speak the English language and, Again, it's the second most appealing league in the world. Do you reckon we're going to see more? And I know we have over the last few years with the Future Stars program as well. Do you think we're going to see more kids come out of uh, US high schools and not go to college? Is that going to be the norm going forward for Australia, do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. But I think it's the same with France. I think it's the same with Germany. I think we can start listing off countries that provide an appropriate pathway for the talented kids to reach the NBA. And uh, people have asked me over the years the best pathway to get there. I think it's just dependent on the kid. Uh, You know, if it's a French kid, it it might be in France. Um, If it's a German kid, it might be in their home country in Germany. I I don't know what that answer is. But what we do know is that the college certainly isn't the be-all and end-all it used to be. In fact, the players who are one and done in college, Mm. it's not as appealing. They don't need to study. If they're not at college, they can actually spend more time working on their game. So college is becoming less appealing as a pathway to the NBA and leagues around the world are are certainly increasing in numbers annually. And clearly Moon's getting paid as well, which you don't get at college. So to go and play professionally (laughs) in Australia, it might not be great money, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, just back home now, Chris, um, just looking at the ladder at the moment, obviously four games to go for United and, and Wildcats over there in Perth. Uh, I'm assuming, and we're all assuming that that's going to be the two to beat. Yeah, you'd think so. And I, I still have Tasmania as, as mm. another team who's capable of beating one of those two teams in a series. Um, from where they've come as a startup club, that for the first mm. two years, and I was the absolute top of this list, I, I, I continually thought they overachieved and were exceptionally well coached and played out of their skins. But what they've done in a very, very short time is they're not overachieving anymore. It's actually who they are. They're a championship contender each year they play. And that's an absolute credit to a startup club, the coaching staff they've, they've got down there led by Scott Roth. But uh, what they don't have is the budget of a Perth Wildcats or a Melbourne United. Mm. So, yeah, those two teams absolutely become the favourites to win it. Their, their depth and their probably top-end talent is slightly better than Tasmania and it, I mean it's as much as I, I probably want to and as much as I probably should I still think the Sydney Kings if they scrape through the playing series have the, have the talent now that DJ Hoke's back and they're nearing a, full, a fully healthy roster I still think on any given night you, you wouldn't want to roll the dice that Denzel Valentine or, or Jalen Adams or someone isn't going to have a blinder and have the ability to beat you in a series so I'd 
I, I still think Sydney are the dark horse, but you know, if I was a, you know, if I was going to have a bet, it'd be on one of the other three. I thought you were going to say if I was a betting man. I know that you are yeah, because, I I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was at the May Carnival in Warrnambool earlier this year, and I looked out over the betting ring, and one man was two foot taller mm-hmm. than everybody else, and that was your great self down there for a for a couple of nights. Looks like a bit of a boys' trip as well. Um, obviously, you enjoy the races. How do you find Warrnambool? The weather is a bit fresh, but it's a it's a good week, isn't it? You know what, I've been to Warrnambool lots and I'd never, ever been to the Warrnambool Cup and it's always been on my bucket list. And I actually did it with Dad, my uncle and, and a couple of other family members and friends. So it was a really nice weekend, a good way to spend some time with my old man. But yeah, I used to uh, used to own a couple of racehorses and you know the, I, I probably got sucked in because the first one I had was actually very good and <laughs> made a little bit of money from it, went to the Melbourne races, placed in a group race and won a country cup and all those sort of things which made me buy another one and mm. then another one and uh, no I've always really enjoyed them but uh, probably owning racehorses was, was one of the funniest stories when I got divorced was that you know, it was, was put into the asset pool and you know, you know the ex-wife now allocated a value to it and I said she was more than welcome to have it at that price um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I ended up having to sell it and probably didn't get back to norm after that Chris um, you and I have spoken before about last one you spoken before about your days over in Russia um, I won't get you to explain too many because it's probably too long of a story but it really is for people who don't understand it's a different world over there in the basketball world isn't it, it just the world itself even if you take the basketball away mm. probably the basketball the most normal, but you know nobody spoke English, and yeah, minus forty-five degrees. I try to say to people, if, you, if you're in Melbourne and it's one of those really cold days and zero degrees, the difference between that and hitting forty-five degrees is extreme. It's the same extremity going the other way to minus forty-five. That that's the difference, and that's sort of what we lived in for two or three months straight, where we'd consistently hit minus forty to forty-five degrees. So. It's dark for most of the days. You're not able to speak English. And, you know, when I was there, we didn't have social media. So it became long, but I guess, and I've said this to my daughter who's over in college and when they're away and and the days that she struggles, I sort of say, you learn more about what you're going through now in years to come, not now. Mm. Now, the lesson will appear later. And I'm really grateful for the time I had in Russia. I think I grew up a lot. I became a better basketball player. you know, I certainly became more appreciative of things I've got here back home and really grateful for the time. Wouldn't go back, but, uh, <laughs> but really grateful for it. Thanks very much. Uh, enjoy what's left of the NBL season and, of course, then the final series. And thanks for joining us on the warm-up this morning. Thanks, boys. Melbourne Tigers legend, of course, from the NBA as well with the Bulls and the Mavs. Chris Anstey joining us on the show this morning. All thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Still plenty to come. We're going to take a look at all the sport that's coming up this weekend and our marketplace up next. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons for Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Welcome back to the warm-up. Hope you're enjoying the show. All thanks to Bet365. Still plenty to come this morning. And don't forget, you can always find the show on the podcast and, of course, on the socials as well. 
TikTok, Facebook and Instagram are going to be heavier on the videos again this year. We're going to put Eddie under pressure, who's doing a great job in the background as our Good, Ed. Well producer done. this year. But one of our favourite segments, Moons, it's time for the Marketplace. The Marketplace for Bet365. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Jeez, I love John Cena, even though I'm not a big <laughs> wrestling fan, but I don't know, something about the guy. Anyway, all right, Moons, what are we buying this week? Actually, before I start, did you see the highlights of uh, when The Rock came back a few weeks back? Yes, I did. And they just went nuts. Jeez, they love him. Oh, how good is this when, his music, don't when his music plays? Yeah. Just everyone goes, oh my God. Yes, it's, uh, it is incredible. Crazy. I'm a young fella, loves the wrestling for whatever reason, so I'm trying to get into it. Okay, I'm starting with, uh, I mentioned we mentioned the test cricket in the uh, the hairy list a little bit earlier. Now, I'm going to go back to the Gabba test. I'm buying that because, yes, we lost, and I am not one who... Uh, I guess, celebrates an Australian loss, and I'm not one who barracks against Australia. But that was genuinely fun. That was yep. so exciting. Um, you know, to watch to watch Samuel do what he did was incredible. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Joseph, sorry. Joseph, yeah. yeah. What was it? How many wickets for the game? Like, uh, he, took f- he took seven for that innings. Yeah, seven. For, and he only yeah. rolled about 15 overs. He... Unbelievable. No, it was unbelievable. Brian Lara was in tears. Yes. He couldn't believe it. It was, a, it was a good way to finish off the summer. It was, but then I guess the question is, why aren't we playing three tests? Having said that, we whinged about playing them at all. Yeah. So, and I, Particularly <laughs> after the Adelaide tests and the absolute yeah. belting they copped and the rubbishing they, they got from ex-players. It was just good. It was, it was a good feel-good story. Yep. All right. So You? Uh, uh, I'm going to buy this week Big Ange. I thought, uh, look, he's done a great job at Tottenham, and we know we are Liverpool fans, and we'll get mm. to some sad news in, mm. in a moment. Uh, but he's done pretty well. Obviously, we know that. But I love after they won during the week, uh, they beat Brentford 3-2 uh, in the end. They got 3-1 up, and there was a bit of scrap, and they got back to uh, Brentford got to 3-2. But Ange... He doesn't want the stuffing around. This is what you have to say about the players pushing and shoving. You know, if they're that brave about things, my players and their players get into a UFC cage and I'll see how brave they are, you know. So we're out there to, we're out there to play football. I could see Go, it. Ange, I get him in there. I Ange getting him in a bit of a headlock. Give <laughs> a little nookie, a bit of that one, mate. Oh, a few little uppercuts. So loving Ange's work. In fact, the whole country, every time I see comments on videos mm. or articles or stuff online, it's like, geez, I love this guy. He's so good. I wish he was our manager. And for me this year, which I'm hating at the moment, is I feel like Tottenham are my second team and I'm riding the, the ups and downs of two teams this year. See, I'm not. You're not? I, I love Ange. I hope Tottenham fall last. Oh. I don't care because you know what happens if he falls last. Can we go to sell now? No, no, we're not going to sell. <laughs> can we go to selling yet? Yeah, we can sell. We can sell. Okay, so what I'm selling is my man, or our man, Jurgen Klopp, retiring. That is devastating. I'm heartbroken. My son showed me on the socials because he's in big in Liverpool as well. And he goes, is this a joke? Like, I couldn't believe it. So I'm hoping, hoping that if Klopp's leaving, Tottenham get relegated, our man Ange comes to Liverpool. Well, it's not going to happen. That could happen. It's, well, it's not going to happen. Two reasons for that. It could. He could get to Liverpool. I don't think he will, but he could. But if he was to fall out of the top four or he's not going to get relegated, but say finish mid-table and gets the sack... He's not going to Liverpool aren't going to take oh, him. Oh, Liverpool are going to take him. No way. Liverpool so, are going to take him. So I feel like he Unless will it, do a good job, but he won't be. Yes, no, he won't be playing. Could be Xavier Alonso. They're talking about that yeah. as well. But just to go back, Klopp, um, that really hurts. It's, really hurts because he's been one of the great managers that we've ever had. Hopefully this year we can send him off with a with the Premier League because that would just 
It would be Premier my League dream. would be massive. We've got Chelsea in a few weeks for the League Cup. We're in mm-hmm. the FA Cup still, and we're favourites to win the Europa League. Now, I know it would be a weaker quadruple, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice to have four, four trophies. We aren't, we're not in the Champions League. What are you selling, buddy? I'm selling um, Super Bowl ads. Now, I'm not selling David Beckham and Victoria Beckham, who obviously their doco came out late last great year, doco. which was great. And there was a lot talked about. Uh, the moment that she was saying, you know, that she was working class and she, you know, <laughs> and he was like, school, what car did you get dropped the off truth, in? <laughs> tell the truth. In, and so in this new ad, she's actually wearing a T-shirt for a Super Bowl. I think mm. it's Uber Eats saying, uh, my dad owns a Rolls Royce, 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 which I thought was quite good. But the acting is a little bit dodgy. Uh, let's have uh, a bit of a listen. So David and I are going to be in a little commercial. Be honest. Okay, it's during the big... Baseball game. Super big baseball game. Oh, was it the hockey ball? Hockey, hockey ball. Oh, and tell them about Jessica Aniston. (gasps) Jessica Aniston is going to be in it too. Thank you. We love Jessica. We love Jessica. So the whole ad is around. They're taking the Mickey out. You might not know the game that you're talking about, or you might not know what you're talking about, but don't forget to order Uber yeah. Eats to watch the game. Yes. It's pretty much... I thought it was is. very clever. It took the mickey out of themselves. I thought it was fantastic. I'm selling the fact we don't get those ads. When we no, watch we the coverage here, we just get the worst we get ads. K- we get K-Bart ads and well, tar- at, Target ads. At best. Like, we get the worst ads or we get ESPN, say, for on um, KO and stuff, will we'll throw to an American guy who's just doing a dedicated Aussie spot. Mm. Ah, the Aussies, I hope yeah. you're enjoying the game. It's a, yeah, so I just like saw a first down there from the Chiefs. Ah. It's like, mate, I, I'm watching it. Shut up. Yeah, we know. <laughs> It's like, like when you dude. watch. It's like when you watch the State of Origin <laughs> and Rabs are beyond going. Oh, that's the fifth tackle, and uh, for our Victorian yeah, viewers, viewers, that means they're probably going to kick. <laughs> like, thanks, Rabs. <laughs> We're not morons. Yeah, there you go. So uh, there you go. That's our marketplace this week for Bet Three Six Five. This weekend, there's plenty of action on. Actually, Moons. Mm-hmm. The Vic opens on as we see this going? morning. Um, uh, no. Okay. Didn't get the uh, hospitality get, package get the free this year, so I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> But it is very good if you haven't been. You get to walk on course, have a beer, literally walk. See, Jesse, Jesse Cameron's been playing uh, during the week as Brad well. Brad Close played. Mm. Finchy was there, our man. I very saw him nice. hitting a couple of shots out of the bunker. I'm not sure how he finished, but Brad Close was doing a bit of stuff. We might in get him on uh, in the next yes. couple of weeks. NBL tonight, throwdown is going to be good. And, of course, the Premier League action continues. I want to get your prediction. Liverpool are taking on... Uh, Arsenal, mm. Monday morning, 3.30. Away. Away at Emirates. 2-1. If Liverpool win this game, they are, win the are league. Are you calling it? Done. I'm not, I'm, I refuse to call. I've seen this movie too many times. No. We're, if we beat Arsenal, doesn't matter what the score is, the, we've clinched the league. As long as we get Mo back in the next couple of weeks, we'll be okay. We're going well, we'll without be okay. him. Uh, that is the show for this week. Don't forget, you can find us on the podcast and all the socials as well. Go and check that out. All thanks to Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Chances are you're about to lose. Moons, have a great weekend. Good we'll job catch you by next you, week buddy. on the warm-up.